Internet Traffic Jam, episode 403. Hi, my name is Vince Reed, lead generation expert, speaker, and coach. And if you want to learn how to generate targeted leads for your business using pay-per-click marketing on a mastery level, stay tuned because I'm going to show you how. guys welcome it's battle mastermind time we are live and i'm here with the one and only mr chris ducker how are you my friend i'm doing fantastic it's good to be here thanks for having me awesome man i've been wanting to have this conversation with you and you know ever since we were in the film together inspired by 11 that was a lot of fun and uh, we're gonna have some fun yeah let's do it so for those of you who are new to the show, by the way, the premise of the show, is, uh, you guys are flies on the wall as myself and Chris, we just kind of ask each other questions and get better working on our business as we love to do. So make sure you guys comment and, and uh, let us know what you guys think and give us some feedback. All right, so with that being said, Chris, the big question I have for you, man, is how'd you get to be so awesome? <laughs> well, clearly I came out of the womb this way. <laughs> no, I, I think that, um... I think that ultimately just being aware, you know, of, of where my strengths lie and where my weaknesses lie. Um, I think it's that, that level of self-awareness has been with me ever since I kind of dropped out of university. Um, and much to my father's dismay, uh, he didn't talk to me for a few months, actually. But I mean, I, I just I, I realized further education just wasn't for me, even at that you know, very, very young age. And I went out, hit the sales and marketing world into the publishing industry. I spent actually about eight, almost nine years in the publishing world and the event organization space. And um, ultimately, I think that, that, you know, that level of self-awareness has, has kind of led me to where I am today as an entrepreneur. Because, you know, what I, what I really focus in on, I don't know about you, but what I focus in on is what I'm good at. Uh, the stuff that I'm sucky at, I don't pay it no minds. I literally pay zero attention to the stuff that I'm no good at. Uh, but here's the issue, and this is a big problem, is that the majority of entrepreneurs that I come across, it's hard for them to kind of put together that let's be real list. The flatter yourself list is easy. This is what I talk about in Rise of the Youpreneur. Right at the beginning of the book, we talk about this self-awareness test. Um, and you know, the flatter yourself list is an easy one to put together. Everyone can blow their own trumpet, right? But with entrepreneurs particularly, we're wired differently. Our DNA is kind of off whack a little bit. We don't want to admit that we kind of might suck at something. We might not be so great at something. So it's a tougher list to put together. But I, I, I literally just pay that no attention at all. I delegate everything out as much as I possibly can uh, when, whenever I'm struggling with something and, uh, I just focus in on what I'm good at. I guess maybe that's what's make, making me so awesome. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the not so secret secret, but that's kind of the way it is. Well, you know what? It's so true because a lot of people, when they have success, if you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who struggle, 
I always, I often hear, you know, I was having some, some success and then I did something different. They go off to the wrong direction or try something that they're not so good at. So you might be right. The superpower might be just stay in your lane, do what you're good at and delegate the rest, which leads me to my first question. So you ready for the battle mastermind? That was the yeah, easy. Yeah, let's do it. All Bring right, it cool. on. You better have some good ones lined up. I'm ready to be challenged. <laughs> let's make it happen. All <laughs> right. So my question is, you know, all of us, we all have weaknesses and it's easy for people looking in, if you've had success in business, for people to feel like, you know, that person has all the answers and, you know, everything they touch turns to gold. But you and I as entrepreneurs know that most of the stuff we touch turns to crap, but it's just the things that turn to gold, we focus on and we magnify those things. And that's really the way to the, to what you want. So in knowing that you, that everyone has weaknesses, how do you go about delegating those things? Is it people? Is it automation? Is it, you know, hiring one person to manage a thing? What, and, and more specifically, would you mind telling us one thing that you do that, that's not, that you're not so good at that you have actually done that next step in terms of getting someone else to do it or automating it so you don't have to do it? Well, you know, there's a few things. When it comes to delegation, I don't look at necessarily always the stuff that I'm not good at. I also actually pay a lot of attention to the stuff that I might be very good at. I might actually enjoy doing. But the bigger question for me as someone who runs multiple businesses is should I be doing this thing, whatever that thing might be. Um, and I mean, you know, the one thing that I did for the longest time was, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with this in terms of delegating, is managing my inbox. Now, I don't know about you, um, but you know, I'm a content creator. I'm out there. I'm writing blogs, recording podcasts, doing videos. I'm on stage. I'm interviewed on a whole bunch of other shows, writing books. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm going to get emails from people that are consuming my content in one way, shape, or form. And I love hearing from my audience. It, it's genuinely what drives me. But here's the thing. I can't reply to 250-odd emails a day because that's what I'm averaging right now. I can't do it. And so, you know, that was kind of like probably the biggest task, I think, that a lot of online, specifically online entrepreneurs, have is managing that inbox. Uh, and I'm proud to say almost every single day we get to inbox zero. And the reason wow. why is because the systems and the processes and the SOPs are in place to make that happen. So we have a three, here's a quick little uh, ninja tip. I don't know why we call them ninja tips. I don't understand that term, but we're going to use it anyway. Here's a little ninja tip for anybody that might, might be struggling with their inbox. Three click rule. Okay. When you open an email, number one is to go ahead and do one of, one of three things. Number one, you either reply to it, you either forward it, or you either delete or archive it, one or the other. You never open an email more than once. You have to make the decision, and this is where you've got to get real strict with yourself. You have to make the decision to do one of those three things when you open the email immediately. Uh, and, and that in itself actually allows us to manage our email extremely well. And obviously, we have a lot of, you know, canned responses and things that we've, you know, we can point people to different pieces of content where we've answered questions and all that kind of stuff. But I personally only reply to probably around 30 or so emails a day. And I do that within an hour straight after lunch. That's when I hit my email. So, um, yeah, we went a little off target there, but I thought I'd drop it just, you know, that's, so it was that's good. But I think, uh, you know, the easiest way to think about delegating is to delegate for the role and not 
for the task. So a lot of people, um, and I talk about this inside of uh, the pages of Virtual Freedom, which was my first book. Um, a lot of people try and delegate for the task. Uh, and what happens is they end up delegating a whole bunch of tasks across a plethora of different roles to just one person. And they expect that super employee to be able to handle sort of tasks for three different types of employees. And it doesn't work that way at all. The analogy I use it, you know, you wouldn't get a plumber to do your electric, you know, your electric work in your home and you wouldn't get a, a roofer to, to lay the foundations of your home. And so you've got to hire for the role, not for the task. If you do that, then, uh, you know, you're going to be on, on, on a good, you know, upward trajectory in terms of growth as an entrepreneur, because you're bringing in the right people for the right jobs. So smart, so smart. And, you know, no business guys, if you want to take it to that next level, seven figure plus, you can't do it alone. If you really want to scale, you have to put the right people in those roles. That's cool. powerful. Yeah. So, you know, when we start off, I get two questions, you get one, I kind of cheat the system. So my second question, I know that you've got an awesome book coming out. And or is the book is out? Or is it coming out? Well, depending on when this goes live, um, it could already be out. Uh, but but regardless, the official launch date is February 20. So hopefully, uh, this might go out around that time where people can grab a copy immediately. But yeah, rise of the Upaner. That's the awesome. name of the new so talk to me a little bit about that. Like how, how did that come about? Like what is an entrepreneur like myself or, uh, you know, someone else out there looking at it? What are they going to get out of that, out of the book? Well, you are, you're a youpreneur personified. We all are. Podcasters, content creators, coaches, consultants, authors, speakers. We're all youpreneurs. And this is a, a, a term that I coined in 2014, actually. Um, and then we launched the Youpreneur uh, community in 2015. Um, and what happened was over, you know, over the time that I've been building my own businesses since like late 2003, uh, 2003 um, I noticed slowly but surely, and, and actually the realization hit me probably around 2012, 2013, but I, the realization I had was that people did business with me, me personally long before they ever did business with any of my businesses or my companies. And so it was that personal reputation, that personal brand ultimately that was closing more and more business for me. And so 2012, I doubled down to my personal brand. I launched ChrisDucker.com, uh, launched Youpreneur FM, uh, you know, shortly after, which kind of renamed the older podcast that I had um, to kind of be more on brand point. And then, you know, we launched youpreneur.com, the community, like I said, in, in 2015, and everything kind of just blew up. I think everybody just realized that this is a genuine business model for people that want to build a business based around them, their expertise, their personality, and the people that they want to serve and solve problems for. And that's all we do. We just solve problems day in, day out as youpreneurs. Uh, and the beautiful thing about it is when you build the business of you, as I call it, it's 100% original. It can't be copied. It's the unique factor of you. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, you ultimately future-proof yourself and your business. And that's a very, very powerful thing in a world that, let's face it, currently is very messed up. There's a lot of uncertain, uncertainty. There's a, a lot of people in should we say positions that shouldn't be in certain positions uh, and you know, change is inevitable. It's always going to happen. 
And we, you know, we have, what do we spend? Almost half or just over half of our lives in terms of our working hours, work or, or waking hours working. Well, hell, you better enjoy what you do. Otherwise, you've kind of wasted half of your, your life, which mm-hmm. would be a terrible shame, right? So um, that's what a youpreneur does. And the book is, you know, it's, it's, it's the manual. It's the Bible for people that want to build that personal brand business model. Mm. Awesome. Back, it's, it's so important because so many people, um, especially people that can consistently launch companies and build businesses quickly, you know, you take like a Gary Vee, he could pretty much write his ticket and do anything because he's done so well with that personal brand. And I think a lot of people aren't focused on that enough when they're starting companies. So that's awesome. So definitely make sure you guys get that book. You mind holding it up? If you got one back there, I see a few of yeah, them back. This is, so you got the hardback behind me. This is a nice little paperback. There it is. Rise make, sure of the guys, baby. make sure you guys get that. Awesome, man. Well, we'll make sure we put that in the notes as well. So you got All one right. for me. You got a question for me. Yeah, I'm curious. Whenever I meet an entrepreneur and I speak with them for the first time, I want to know what, it's a very simple question. I'm low-balling you here. This is an easy one. I want to know what's working best for you right now. You know, man, that's a loaded one, actually. Um, <laughs> because, well, because it's here's your turn. It's your show. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for us, really focus like one of the things that's working best for us we used to you know i've created hundreds of digital products online most of them selling different things on lead generation and traffic strategies and Mm -hmm. teaching people how to get more eyeballs on their products and services and it got to be overwhelming to have hundreds of different funnels selling specific products online so what we really did recently was we kind of just put everything in one place and we said hey you want all of our stuff here you go, go get it. So over the last, I'd say seven, eight months, we pretty much put everything in one place, we turned it into continuity, and it's just absolutely exploded on the front end. And then we also have a digital agency on the back end for people that don't wanna learn all the stuff and they want it done for them. Um, that's really been, been working well for us as well. So um, understanding so I a, that- Can I have a follow-up question? Can I be cheeky? Sure, go ahead. So. I, I, it's very interesting to me that, you know, you've been building these products out for so long, uh, whether it be kind of standalone products or courses or whatever. Now they're kind of all bundled. What you're saying is they're all kind of bundled into one thing and people pay the same amount every month or every year or whatever to get access to them. Uh, this reminds me a little bit of my buddy, Ryan Lee, uh, and you know, his kind of focus on continuity and recurring income and everything. Do you feel, I mean, are, are you going to continue to add to that as well in regards to new content and if you're not do you maybe are you a little fear fearful of the fact that maybe some of that stuff that's very attractive right now might become outdated at some point absolutely um at the same time we're constantly updating things but yes we do add to it like for example the real heart and soul of the entire community is really what we're doing now that happens live inside of our group so every week we're doing like three you know, live streams inside the private community focus on different topics. We have something called our traffic vault. So there'll be like a YouTube strategies, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I'll go live and teach different strategies and they just go into the vault. So for example, if someone went into a course and let's just say for whatever reasons, it's completely outdated, they could go into the vault and they're always seeing what's going on right now. So that's going to happen with, and that to be honest, that's one of the reasons we went to this model because Mm -hmm. as you create courses, they're going to always change. So we wanted to say, why don't we just put you in a place where 
we can give you the information and things that are happening right now all the time. Love it. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Awesome. So I got another one for you. Sure. Um, you have live events mm. and, um, you know, one, actually this is a double question. One, how are you, what's, what's your strategy behind advertising your live event? Like how are you getting butts in the seats? And is there a conscious effort to get people outside or that you're in the Philippines? Are you getting people from the States there? Um, or do you just focus locally? Well, okay. So I should say, you know, we've, we ran tropical think tank here in the Philippines four years in a row. Uh, we did the last one in March, 2017. And that was actually the last tropical think tank because the focus now uh, is going to be a, a new annual event, which actually took place the inaugural Upreneur summit, which took place in London, England uh, last November. We held it at the incredible Queen Elizabeth convention center right opposite Westminster Abbey and big Ben. It was incredible. We had almost 400 entrepreneurs from 30 plus countries around the world come into London for this weekend. Um, and so, although at first, you know, tropical think tank was a much different animal. I, I will say as well, it was, uh, you know, 50 people, very high end ticket, four and a half thousand us for a ticket. Uh, plus whatever you spend on airfare. Some people fly coach, but most people that can afford a ticket like that will fly business or first, right? So very high end achieve, you know, mid, definitely mid six figures and way, way, way beyond. Um, you know, there's a type of event where the quality was very, very high of the attendees, as well as the people on stage, obviously. Um, but I mean, you know, how did I get, how did I get speakers to come all the way out to the Philippines for an entire not necessarily. Well, I guess you could tell me that too. I was thinking more butts in the seats. Okay, period. butts in the seats. Well, but clearly, I, would I mean, you know, and the you, speakers as well. That'd be a good. Both are actually interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the speak from the speaker side of things, um, pure relationships, man. You know, that's what it comes down to above and beyond anything else for me. Um, I will say, and I'm quite vocal about this, and my speakers have no problems with me um, talking about this. Is I don't pay them. I don't pay any of my speakers at all. Do I look after them? Yes, of course, but I don't pay them speaker fees. Um, and the reason why is because I don't need to. It's because they're friends. I've got genuine relationships with them. They come and do me a favor and they know that I'm going to do them a solid at some point in the future as well. And that's the way life should be. Relationships should be treasured, not used, right? And Absolutely. so... Um, you know, I'm a big believer that if you treat people well and you treat them with respect and you show them, you know, the honor that they all deserve as a loyal friend, then, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do likewise. So getting speakers to come all the way to the Philippines actually wasn't that hard. It's the Philippines. It's a five-star tropical beach resort. Who doesn't want to spend a week, you know, in that kind of environment? So it's very easy to get speakers to come out. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, and, and I should say the same for London as well. Who doesn't want to visit the best city in the world? proud Londoner right here. But um, in terms of actually getting butts in seats, you know, that's a whole different ball game. And it's, I, guess it, I guess it's probably you know, a, a combination of different things that work for us. Number one, it's not our first event rodeo. You know, year on year on year, you're building your wait list, you're building your interest list, you're building your attendee list. Um, and you know, I always say that the best time to sell next year's event is at this year's event. 
And so you focus on putting on an incredible experience for the people that have already paid to attend the current event. And you give them an offer that they quite frankly cannot refuse to come back for the next year. And that's how you grow on the event year on year on year. So for, as an example, Youpreneur Summit, we gave people a great deal. If they were to buy a ticket for 2018's event before the end of the 2017 event, which is only a, a two-day event, uh, they would get a discounted rate. And we sold 47% of our attendees this year are coming back. Wow. And you still do the, the high ticket event, like 50 people? So the Youpreneur Summit, yeah. good question. Youpreneur Summit is a lower and it's, it's your usual kind of conference uh, fee of probably in US dollars around that eight, seven to $800, depending on when you buy for the two day event. So it is, but it's a lot bigger and we have plans to get it, you know, to probably a thousand people over the, over a few years. Um, and so it's a slightly different ball game. However, we do uh, we have an upsell that we get people to um, potentially buy, which is a third day mastermind. So they do the two day conference and then one more day at the same venue, but in a more intimate environment um, where obviously that that's a, you know, a higher price point. It adds like an extra thousand dollars on, on, on the cost of the, uh, the event ticket. Awesome. Uh, and it works very, very well. We do the exact same thing with our events today and then a yeah. bonus day. That definitely works You've well. You've got to. You've got to. Because there are, awesome. there are always going to be that, that kind of 20% of your audience who want more, who are ready for more, who are thirsty for more. And if you don't provide whatever that more is to them, they'll go get it elsewhere. They will get it elsewhere. So you want to try and keep it in your own camp. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, you have another one for me? Sure. So now that I know that you do live events, this I was not aware of, um, which is fantastic. How do you, I'm always interested to know with other fellow event organizers, how do you sit down and schedule out the event itself? Like, is it something that you build on each year, each event, if you do several a year? Um, how do you kind of figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work and then serve it up? You know, um, this is our fourth annual event, Internet Traffic Live. Congrats. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank no, you. seriously, dude, congrats. Because it's hard <laughs> to put on an event of any they are. size. They are a in a row. It says something, man. Well done. Yeah. So, in fact, um, yeah. So, to answer your question, I actually love attending the events. Um, I used to have this big speaker bug, like me. I always wanted to speak at events. And for me, I'm kind of over that. <laughs> I feel like I get my speaking bug out at my own event. So, um, although I... That doesn't mean speakers out there that need one, I won't do it. Obviously, I would. But my point is, um, it's just a lot going on with your own event. So anyways, what I do is I like to go to events and see if I like the event and I look at how they structure it is what I do. And I've found little bits and pieces of things from just a variety of the events that I've been at. Um, like, for example, like, is it better to have a 40-minute slot or an hour slot for a speaker? Yeah. Um, for me, I would rather not have a speaker rushing up on stage. So I'd rather give them, so I kind of meet in the middle and I usually give them 50 minutes. Um, I don't speak a lot at the main event. I do most of my coaching at the extra bonus day. Of course, as you should. Can, right. That way I can get more speakers on stage and, you know, focus in on them and really kind of like, you know, showcase their skills because obviously like you i don't charge or pay for my speakers all based off relationships which is nice you know been awesome so i want to make sure that i make it worth worthwhile for them to come out and and do all that stuff so sure. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah i mean 
Um, what about the attendee side of things? Like how do you know, I'm a, I'm a real detail orientated person, right? I love all the little details of putting on events. And I've, you know, I've had, uh, I've had some incredible speakers and, and, and attendees at my events before who have told me outright that I run the absolute best events they've ever attended or spoken at period, which is obviously very, very nice to hear. But I, I mean, I go right down to like, you know, the food, the swag, the coffee. Like I think about everything. Like we gave, cause it was London. We gave a little toy London bus with the Upreno Summit logo along the edge away to everybody. This We loved it. We gave, cause it's in November. We gave a chocolate advent calendar away with our branding and everything on it. Everybody, this is great. Now I don't have to buy my kids gifts on the way home at the airport. This is fantastic. You know, so there's little things like that that I do. Oh, we gifted uh, a, a Lego set to all of our speakers of the London landscape. They had like a 25 pound or probably 35 US dollar kind of Lego set. So everybody who spoke got one of those in their hotel room when they arrived. And all these little things, that's the stuff that I love. I love all the details. Are you like that as well? Or do you kind of palm it off? I micromanage the hell out of that. I've got to be honest. I must say I am absolutely not. And I should be. (laughs) My events, um, I really leave all of that stuff up to the event coordinators. I mean, honestly, a lot of my events, I've shown up and was praying that we were even having an event. (laughs) And we've, (laughs) our last event, we had, you know, 500 people there. So, okay. I don't want to deal with it. I want to just deal with this. What I, what I'm more important, what I'm more focused on is the experience of the guest. Of course. I don't want it to feel like a concert. Like I want our event to feel like a family. Like a lot of my events, I used to tell them, I want the small, I want to pack as many people in a room as possible. Yeah. A little tight and they have to bump into each other and they have to know each other. And as it started to grow, we obviously had to expand bigger, but I wanted to feel, I don't ever personally see myself having you know, an event the size of like a TNC. Although I love it. I go to traffic. No, and- too big for me as well. I've, I've just- always said from day one, I've always said, I'd like to get to a thousand because it's right. big. It's big. Don't get me wrong. A thousand people is a lot of people, but it's not gigantic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with a thousand, you can still get intimacy. Right. There's, right. You know, depending on how you run it or whatever, you can still be very, very, very intimate. Um, and I, that's my ultimate goal is to get a thousand for the Upano Summit. We did... You know, our, our goal for year one was 200 and we did 370 odd. Oh, so, wow. you know, we'll see what we do this year around when tickets go on sale in March. But I got to get uh, out there, man. Make we've sure already, send me. Dude, we've already sold like 170 or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, nice. so where can people get tickets to that, by the way, while we're talking go about it? I'm going to have to get out there. Oh, you have to. Awesome, man. I've never been to the Philippines, so. No, not the, this is London. in London. London. This is in okay, Philippines. cool. This is London. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have awesome. you been to London? I haven't. And I actually just got invited to speak at a buddy of mine's event in London as well. So I don't know. When, when is yours again? When is it going to be? be? November 3 and 4 this year. November 3 and 4. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember when his, when his was, but apparently I'm going to be taking my first trip to London this year at some point. Right. <laughs> Make it well, there's no, for me as a proud Londoner, there's no better there's no better time in the year than 
autumn or as fall as you guys in the US call it, because London is just, it's so gorgeous at that time of year with all the different colors on the trees and, and all the rest of it. It's, it's beautiful. And, and it's, it's cold, but it's not freezing. So if you've got a good jacket on, you can have a really nice walk around London and you're not sweating and you're not having to worry about the sun and all the rest of it. It's, it's my favorite time of year. I love it. Nice. I have to make sure I check it out. So why don't you tell everyone where they can connect with you, where they can get the book, where they can get some of your training. And then I'm going to go through these notes and you can tell me how my note taking skills are. I'm looking forward to seeing how you've done. <laughs> so, okay. So, I mean, look, I'm a personal brand entrepreneur myself, so I've got to practice what I preach, right? So my online home is at chrisducker.com. And, uh, you know, I know you've got vincereed.com. So kudos to you on that one. Um, and, uh, you know, at Chris Ducker on all the socials. And if they want to pick up Rise of the Youpreneur, they can go to riseoftheupreneur.com and order, send me your receipt, and I'll get you a few hundred dollars worth of bonuses. Or they can just go in Amazon and pick it up there as well. Awesome, guys. Make sure you get that. So here's what I got here. My man Chris upset his dad. How could you do such a thing, Chris? I'm not terrible. <laughs> I'm a terrible boy. <laughs> I think he's proud of you now, though. So that's all he I'm is, at. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you said something interesting. You said, find out what you're good at and focus on it. I think it's so important. I think so many people go off of their strengths. And then we got into talking a little bit about delegation. And honestly, this was a really big aha for me. And, you know, a lot of times people think of delegation as always focusing on the, per on the things that you're not good at, but that doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that's what you have to do with delegation so you said it's not about what you're not good at it's about basically getting people to do the things that you shouldn't be doing and one of the things you gave an example was was simply managing email would be an example of something that you could delegate then you gave some examples some tangible strategies which by the way you'd be really probably sickened if you saw my inbox i think i'm sitting at unopened right now Ah, oh, gosh. Go on, give me the number. Be brave. Give me the oh, number. My goodness, I don't even. Are you sure? 145,731 yeah. emails. I'm just saying. Hey, don't hold it against me. <laughs> so. I, 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 I'm actually speechless, which is I've rare for me. You know what's funny? I, I don't I've, even know how somebody gets to that point and is still breathing. Uh, you're. I, you're a medical, you're a medical a miracle. miracle. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm a miracle, man. I'm a miracle. You know, it's funny. I've tried to go back and it's just so many. Oh, you can't, you get, at that point, you need to claim email bankruptcy. Seriously, <laughs> that's a thing. I've told many clients to do it. Um, my good friend, Pat Flynn, I remember for years was going on about how he was getting like super anxiety attacks over the fact that you know every day his inbox would just become more and more and more full up um and i think he was at the point of getting like ten thousand emails or something at one point this is a few years ago obviously um and i told him you've got to hire someone to basically delete everything and then to put sops in place to manage it going forward because you ain't gonna be able to do it and he did he, he basically declared email bankruptcy bar maybe a couple of hundred, you know, important, very kind of business related, you know, type of emails. Um, well, I have, I have declared that. that for this particular email account. I do have like my main email with like, like with our employees and everyone that that one's probably at like maybe one or two. Okay. I don't know if All I've right. ever experienced zero ever in life, but oh, we'll make, it's we'll a great feeling, man. You, you need I to chase a, that down. It's a good feeling. I've got a plan now. I've got a plan now. And this is <laughs> the plan. The three click rule. The three click rule was number there one. There you go. 
apply. Okay, you either number two forward or either number three, you delete or archive. So I just have 143,000 and I'll be good to go. You'll be good in a couple of days. You'll be all right. <laughs> just work your way through one by one. You, you talked about delegate for the role, not for uh, the task. And now I'm going to, that's definitely a uh, important thing to remember. We talked about the book, Rise of the Entrepreneur. We talked about personal branding and, you know, all of the things that we as entrepreneurs go through. And it's so important. Make sure you guys go get that book and, uh, you know, start really focusing in on, on your brand and on those relationships, which a lot of times come from your brand as we talked about your live event. And you mentioned that a lot of your speakers that you get have been developed from relationships. And uh, I mean, for us, I think that this probably came about a lot because of us being in a film together and it made it a little bit easier for us to even come together today. So those are relationships that you have to basically continue to monitor. And you talked about, I asked you about getting people to the event and you just talked about, it's just one of those things that you, you build over time. But I think the biggest point about getting people in the seats was you were talking about, you're already selling the next year's event during the current event. And that's something I don't think I've ever done, which is something that we definitely need to do this year and make the, the um, offer. Do it. If, look, you know, I'm of, the, I'm of the old adage of like, if you don't ask, you don't get, right? Now that doesn't mean that your event should be a pitch fest. It shouldn't. Youpreneur Summit is not a pitch fest. Nobody mm. pitches anything from stage in any way whatsoever, except me once for five minutes where I say, I've, have you had a good time at the event? Yes. Good. First thing this morning, we sent you an email with a special link to sign up for a discounted ticket for next year. I really hope to see you again next year at this event. So our first speaker today is blah, blah, blah. And that's my pitch. That's awesome. It. That's, that's really cool, man. That's awesome. And then you talked about the attention to details, which I think is if I had, you know how you said everybody has that thing that you're not good at? Now, I'm not talking about details with business. I'm talking about details like 143,000. Like now that it's on my, on my conscious mind, I can't help. Like when I get off of this, I have to go do something about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's a detail that, that probably has really had an effect on my business without me even knowing it because it's wasting sure. time. I'm sure I find myself looking at stuff I have no business looking at. Right. So how did I lose my notes? You did I good. Did, I give, did I, right? I'll give you a, uh, I'll give you a four and a, a 4.3 out of five, because not <laughs> once did, did you mention how incredibly handsome I looked today. But other than that, you did great. <laughs> I, I didn't want to, I don't want to say anything, man. Cause I, I didn't want to make my wife jealous. There so, you go. <laughs> kept that out. Well, listen, man, I appreciate it. You made it through the battle mastermind. You gotta have, we gotta have you back again. I would love to come back again. I had a lot of fun. It was, it's, you know what I like about it was the different format. And that's the whole thing for me with, with podcasts or live shows or whatever the case may be. There's so many that are just so boring. They use the same questions all the time and all the rest of it. And for me to have a different format, it was, uh, you know, it was a pleasure to be involved with it. Thank you again. Awesome, guys. And make sure those of you who are here, you guys connect with Chris, get to his live event, get his book, buy his products. And uh, definitely make sure you guys come back again because you guys know where we keep it real in the battle zone. All right, guys. So with that being said, until next time, I'll see you guys on the internet. Later.
Hey, what's going on? Vince Reed here. I know you got a ton of value from the content that I just shared with you, but I want to let you know that I have an additional bonus for you. How would you like to learn how to generate 2,100 quality leads for your business in less than 90 days and four lead generation and marketing strategies that you can use to actually get them? If so, go ahead and click on the link in the description of this video or visit ventreed.com forward slash win. I'll see you there.